Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, After Buzzers? Welcome back to the Righteous Gemstones After Show. We're going to be talking all about episode three tonight. All I'm going to say, Walton Goggins coming in real hot. And I don't know about you, but Uncle Baby Billy and his baby bride kind of creeping me out. So definitely stay tuned. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Oh, feeling it. Do you feel the Lord? I feel the Lord. <laughs> Dancing through my veins right now. <laughs> Me too, baby. Me too. Uncle Baby Billy. Uncle Baby Billy dancing around. What a great addition to the cast. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome back. Super excited to uh, be jumping back in with you guys this week. We had a little little uh, late start after Labor Day. We were, we were busy. We were obviously getting trash. Yeah. For Jesus. For Jesus. Um, <laughs> similar to what's been going on in this show, hookers, drugs, Obviously. hotel rooms. What a segue. What a segue <laughs> from my lovely co-host here, Steph Sabra. <laughs> Thank you so much for introducing me, my queen. So excited to be breaking down this episode. I love this show. I really do. <laughs> I really do. I was like, I going into it, I was... I didn't know if I was going to be sold, and then now each episode goes by, and I'm convincing everyone around me to watch it. Uh, same. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm Amy Maestri. Um, yeah, 100%. Uh, this weekend, actually, on Labor Day, I was with friends, and I was just like, it, it came up, and I was like, oh my god, are you watching it? Why aren't you watching it? What's wrong with you? You need to watch it right now. I can pull it up on my phone. I have HBO Go on my phone. Let's just pull it up right now. It's fine. Come here. <laughs> Um, so yeah, last week we were actually just talking right before we went on air about how wild the first two were. And then this one kind of slowed down in pacing a little bit, which is kind of like, this is essentially kind of like their third episode in a way, just because when you look at timing, you know, of the first episode being in the full hour, um, and then them switching to the half hour format. So kind of makes sense. A lot of times, you know, you'll have a couple of really strong episodes like that. And then this one, I think kind of digs in deeper to set up a lot for the rest of the season. So what were your overall opinions on this episode? I agree with you that I think it's a complete stepping stone episode that was still really good. Great new characters introduced that I'm so excited for. Little seedlings dropped for more drama that's going to happen. But still a really great episode. A lot of laughs. I mean, Uncle Baby Billy can just not say a word and I'm laughing because it's what are you why do you look like this but the hair and makeup is phenomenal it is incredible all around and actually teaser for our news and gossip later um, some talk about the costumes and the wardrobes and stuff piggybacking off of your makeup pivot pivot we can pivot Let's uh, just bear with us, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know what's happening today. <laughs> we do. Um, someone agrees with us in the chat. Terrence Harris Hughes, what up? Love this show. I don't know. If, I'm going to take it as you're talking about the after show and the show. Obviously. So thank you, Terrence. We love you. <laughs> All the hearts. Hearts. All the hearts for Terrence. Um, yeah, so let's just jump into this episode. We left off... Um, 
you know, with Gideon showing up at the front door. <laughs> oh, Gideon. <laughs> oh, Gideon. After finding out that he was, in fact, you know, the third the third person in the van. Um, I know we talked last week a lot about, like, trying to figure out kind of what really happened there between the family and Gideon if it was just that he left or if there's something more. And I feel like there's still something more that we don't know yet, especially between Jesse and Gideon specifically. I think so, too, because this show, what it has sold me on, among other things, is the writing is phenomenal. And I feel like they're purposefully not filling in the blank that the viewer feels in regards to their relationship. But there has to be something more. And even if there's not, I wouldn't be that upset. I mean, it really could be just a complete difference in values. And that's also an interesting point that I'm sure we'll talk about more throughout the episode is the idea the Midwest must have on Hollywood and our Hollywood elitism, but what we think about them, but they're actually perpetuating the stereotype (laughs) of what I think about some mega churches and, uh, diehard believers yeah which is perfect (laughs) perfect (laughs) um man speaking of some diehard believers or something still not really sure what he is uh the uncle uncle baby billy comes to town what is he oh my so many things so many things (laughs) um what great casting first of all to have those big beautiful white teeth of his with that overly tanned face that they're giving him and that hair my goodness does he look like a crazy ass megachurch pastor and i love that he's amy lee's brother because we don't get to know much about her but obviously there was i think we'll get a little bit more information on her or at least as it pertains to uh the big daddy gemstone (laughs) big big daddy gemstone (laughs) the main guy (laughs) no yeah i think that's great and like you mentioned earlier that it's kind of like a stepping stone episode to hear even that, like, you know, there was that old resentment between Eli mm-hmm. and Billy because Billy felt that, like, he was kind of taking her away from him um, because he still has some sort of creepy obsession with his sister, it would appear, from their home. Um, but so let's talk about they're moving into a new they, they acquired a new church that used to be a Sears, of course, because that is where I know I would always pray when I was a child going to church. My parents would take me to the mall, the mall church, specifically Sears. <laughs> yes, right in Sears. They have great pricing on dishwashers and <laughs> so why not pray household there? Household utensils. Um, that actually led to possibly my favorite line of the season so far, and what I think will be my favorite line of the season what? because it just nails it so hard. Now you can buy Jesus. <sighs> What is a mega church if not saying you can buy Jesus? Let's wow. put a price tag on Jesus. You, you are can so buy him. right because not only is that hilarious and true, it also is kind of the the main plot point of this I entire to, series. I had to rewind because he was like, "You can buy your slacks." You can buy your appliances, and now you can buy Jesus. And I was like, wait, did he just say buy Jesus? I had to rewind, and I was like, he did. And it's so funny because the followers in in the stands or in their seats, they don't question it. It, no. it just is okay because whatever form they're getting, I don't know, their weekend forgiveness in <laughs> yeah, it was, can be paid for. It was exciting to them that they could buy Jesus. Yeah. So... If I'm going to give my money to anyone, you better hope it's Jesus. (laughs) 
what? Obviously. Um, and then I love the continued, uh, we've talked about it before, but I love the misogyny on the show. Oh um, but once again, even even him, when he was introduced, um, Aunt Tiffany, uh, that she could speak, but she doesn't need to. I'll speak for both she's, of us. She's not good at she's, speaking, Amy. She's not good. we know women can't speak, and we're not good at it, but here we no. are. I I love the relationship between baby Billy and and his baby bride and with Eli. I think he's such a good character to add into the show because we get the depths of Eli that we don't usually get and we even got more of Eli with his children, but it's cool to see him not with someone that's directly blood related. 100%. Yeah, it was nice getting to see more of him because we barely got him in the last episode. So it was nice getting to see him featured a little bit more. Um, and to, for e, um, baby Billy to confirm that something is off with Eli because we get introduced to Eli as he is now, but obviously there was an Eli before his wife passed. Yeah. No, that's actually, that's a really good point because they do kind of set that up and then we get to it again later in the episode where he actually, you know, where Eli confronts his kids about it. But yeah, for us, because yeah, that's a great point because when that scene happened and they were like, oh yeah, he's kind of lost it or whatever, I'm like, oh, oh. Seems okay. like a normal pastor to <laughs> normal televangelist to me. A normal day in the life of a multimillionaire <laughs> pastor to me. <laughs> I wish. Um, but then, so we kind of come into the conflict of the episode where, uh, you know, they come out of the church and, well, the external conflict. They always have their internal family conflicts going on, but the external of them coming out and having all the flyers, the anti-gemstone uh, flyers. Did you immediately have a reaction as far as if you thought it was, like, the local pastors or if you thought it was someone else at play or Scotty or who? I thought it was the local pastors, which I'm glad because last episode we didn't really get their beef necessarily together. So I'm, I was waiting to see where exactly the church would be and how close in proximity it would be. So I was happy to see that it was the other church and that's kind of what i originally thought that and then i saw him flip it over and it actually said like the church name on the back and i was like did they do that on purpose Mm -hmm. or is this like a trick is there a trick is there something coming no okay cool cool (laughs) so it wasn't sure that actually even threw me off a little bit johnny Um, seasons johnny seasons what a name there is such good names on this show (laughs) There, there there really are all around um the specifics of everything on this show, like we were saying, the makeup and wardrobe, the writing, the direction, the just down to the names. Uncle Baby Billy. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of great names, Gideon. Gideon's on a quest. Gideon. I just rewatched Book Smart, and it is so cool to see him in a completely different role. So different. He's such a good actor, but he has the whole family around his little baby fingers and it's kind of sad i hope that there's more obviously your dad's a piece of shit and is really hypocritical but for your mom and everyone you really want to steal their money at least don't give it to a psychopath that pushed his girl down a a entire cliff (laughs) so so let's, let's talk about that psychopath for a minute Seems like he's doing real good. He's living on his van, which is up on blocks at a campsite right now. <laughs> Wait, props? <laughs> Hallelujah. Props to that actor for legitimately, unless they got a stunt double to put their tongue into the camera frame, ashed his cigarette on his tongue straight and did not flinch. Disgusting, but respect. Respect. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, what great casting for that maniac. Yeah, I don't know what his... I guess he wants the cold hard cash. Gideon was rounding up the money of every single thing that he had, which great jewelry collection I know. Jesse has. Um, but I, I, I wonder how he's going to get the money. I see the angle now with seeing how the church operates, but it's only a matter of time before he gets caught. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like also, Scotty, you're living in a van, maybe be like, okay, to this list uh, that probably added up to like hundreds of thousands of dollars of merchandise. <laughs> like, Wait, like, just pay take the bejeweled cross that was 20K. There you go. That's all you need. Out. You live in a van, bro. In and out. You don't even and, know what to do with a million dollars. Interesting, too, that we got, again, a little bit more. They're giving us tiny little, tiny little bits every week. Um, where he, you know, Scotty just has that moment of, like, for what they did to me. And so it is, you know, like a vendetta thing plus a money thing. So I'm interested to see what exactly his relationship with the gemstones were. And also, obviously, I think we talked about it last week, how Gideon even got mixed up with him. I know. I want to know that, too. There's so... This show has done such a good job of planting enough seeds, but also making each episode really rewarding for the viewer. Like, I never leave being thinking they didn't give me enough i'm not sold into this because sometimes shows take three episodes and then they start giving you little gifts and presents but this one started with it but then also at the same time planted these seeds where you're really excited to see where they go next because gideon's whole character is so confusing all the relationships he have has is confusing i feel bad for his mom for being so excited that he's home and he's just gonna break her little heart yeah and And lie about meeting vin diesel (laughs) that whole conversation i love um like offshoot conversations like that that happen when they just let characters go on tangents because it's so because it's so true to life like they're just like talking about something and then it turns into like no you wouldn't like fast and furious and like talking all like i love that there was just like a three-minute conversation about the fast and furious but it's (laughs) funny because fun fact i feel like they really did their research because the top grossing film of last year was a christian film and no one knows about it because it's not box office it's not in the theaters mm. but you think about that entire demographic of these televangelist fans they probably don't subscribe to any of the normal movies that we watch necessarily that specific group like fast and furious they probably wouldn't like it because they would see all the negative in it like he was talking about so <laughs> i loved that line it was smart <laughs> and funny so, so on point and vin diesel <laughs> still does matter so <laughs> He's so relevant. <laughs> Let's talk about what really matters. And that's Vin Diesel. Right. Thank you for this that. This is why Steph. you are my captain. I got you, girl. Thank you. <laughs> um so speaking of I know you mentioned Amber and her relationship with Gideon. It seems that everyone has that relationship with Gideon except Jesse. Everyone was excited to see him. The uh, the siblings, the everyone was talking about how it was so exciting, and oh, he's he did this great thing. He went to L.A. Good for him. Sounds awesome, except for Jesse still. Yeah. Who Jesse? Oh my god, I wanted to punch him this whole episode. He's he's a child. He just immediately is like having like this alpha dog fight with his teenage son or eighteen, nineteen. I'm not sure how old he's supposed to be, but immediately is just trying to like really just stand his ground as the alpha. And I'm like, bro. This show could be called Fifty Shades of Toxic Masculinity. (laughs) Each person portrays a different shade of masculinity in its most toxic form. Thank you. 
And that is so true. I, if he really just wanted to talk to his son and be like, what's the deal? I mean, let's say that there wasn't anything major that happened. It's just the fact that Gideon wanted to become, pursue acting and go to Hollywood. Let's just say it's that. Sit down with your son because you are the adult yep. and you need to figure out what's wrong and how you how you mend the situation. Exactly. I think that, that they might need to HBO. Danny McBride, you guys listening, you have to change the name of the show. It's 100%. <laughs> You're like, sorry. I didn't hear anything you said past the new title. Done. I was just like, I was like, yep, that's, I'm already, I'm like making uh... new graphics for it over here. <laughs> well, that's so true all around with everyone there. Um, and each new character, we get Baby Billy. What's his brand? We get to see each different brand. I mean, of if you really want to get deep, religion at its core, institutionalized religion, which is mostly every form of religion we see across the world in every country, state, continent, is fueled by to- toxic masculinity. Yeah. Wow, we're getting deep this week. Sorry, guys. guys. Sorry, Hope you're not ready for sorry. This. <laughs> Jonathan blowing it up in the booth right now for us. Listen, we're just leaving gem stones. <laughs> uh, coming in hot on a Tuesday night. That's what we're doing. <laughs> it's all the cocaine and hookers. Obviously. Following in the gemstones path. Obviously. We've we've started feeding into this the, their Kool-Aid too much. Yeah. Um, and now we just need to be as rich as them. Why haven't we done that? Uh, we know. failed. All right. Let's talk about this meeting of the minds that they had, which every time they get together to, like, do this and have their little meetings of, like, how to solve everything, it's my favorite thing because it's just the blind leading the blind. And especially now that Judy is, like, re- feeling really empowered and living her best life, when they are torturing the guy and she is so into it. Put it in his butt. Put it just a little. Just a little. <laughs> she is a freak. Judy is a freak, and I love her. I love that she's the. She's probably the worst of them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's the worst of them all. Mm-hmm. That meeting was so funny because they all have no idea what they're going to do. And you think the writing was so good because Danny McBride is being is asking he's setting it up where you're like oh he figured it out he watched the video 50 times he figured out it's his son and then he blames one of his own yeah i mean his son is one of his own but not really anymore yeah (laughs) at this point i think these these dum-dums are (laughs) more his family than gideon is um so obvious big shock the meeting goes nowhere we did it we we did we did it we did it coins nowhere Uh, it's just again the blind leading the blind is always going to be such a great vehicle Mm -hmm. for comedy um so from there though now of course again back to the external conflict eli and billy go to confront uh reverend johnny seasons still love the name just just want to let that marinate for a second um i don't know if i've ever seen someone break a window with a potato before (laughs) wow it's how do you get away with that though that's how much power that they have is that a preacher can come in and throw a potato at a church window and be just as godly as he came what a good moment to show his true colors because again we have like obviously the man is evil but he's kind of the one saying like oh no let me keep everyone in line we haven't really seen him kind of like lose it at any point yet 
But watching him hurl a potato through a window and then just throw a bunch of money, a bunch of bills up in the air to cover, to be like, oh, it's fine. Here's money. And then walk away. I was like, damn. That was so fierce and fiery and fueled by pure hate. But it's so unfair because I love that scene because uh, Seasons... Mr. Seasons asked a great question. He said, why are you so hungry, Eli? And that's when you start to see a different element of Eli and kind of really think that was the first time it posed in my head because you just assume they're just want all the money and all the riches and all this. But I didn't ask like why everyone's fueled by something. So why is he, is he trying to fill the void of his wife? But it can't necessarily be that because they were already on this path before. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's fired up because his wife's not here but why do i i do hope that they dive deeper into that why do these people want to be so rich and so spoiled with all these jets and cars and houses it, there has to be reason that's such a good point stuff's really going in deep this week guys i mean it's not a big deal <laughs> no it's not really that big deal. whatever <laughs> uh but yeah i think when he's at like no one asks him that question no one has the balls to ask him Mm -hmm. that question so when it is presented to him he throws a potato through a window (laughs) as as i know i do whenever i'm upset why can't that be all of our just let me throw a potato and don't judge me i think we should all just start let's just just in case have a potato at our sides i mean it would be a pretty good weapon for a woman to have that's true it couldn't be baked though because then it'll get all soft no, 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 no. it has to be a hard baked, nice rock straight hard, from the ground just pluck it from the garden yeah fierce <laughs> we'll get together on this afterwards okay thank you once we once we patent it well the the wep- the potato weapon we'll, we'll put a link don't down give here. away any more of the plan <laughs> that's true sorry you guys never heard this movie never on. happened anyways <laughs> let's talk about this dinner this shit show of a dinner <laughs> family feud mm. um so this is right after so billy quits has his blow up with eli mm-hmm. um which where we find out a little bit more again about that background and then we go into dinner so eli is going into dinner after having just had that exchange with the pastor after having the confrontation with billy where he quits and finding out that his kids are even talking to billy about how like he's kind of lost a step so you know that this is already going to be heated jesse's coming in hot just bitching about everything with Gideon everyone else is so chill about like hey Gideon's here let's all have dinner and then there's just such this negative energy that's still kind of looming the whole time too what were your thoughts on this on this dinner it was so such a fun scene but also so disturbing they're such a bad family (laughs) and they all just don't know what their intentions are but it was really well written i love the scene i like when they're all together in one room because chaos has ensued every time that they're together every time they sit down for a meal there's a massive fight and it's because they're all fighting their demons separately but gideon's just chilling like it's no big deal <laughs> he's so unbothered and he's kind of the catalyst for jesse and um in turn the the entire family because yeah. they're involved in it now too and it's again it's like jesse is like this little like teenage boy who feels threatened by the like new boy at school or something when everyone is asking about the questions about him doing stunt and he's like oh so you dress up like a woman <laughs> like trying to, like it's not none of your jokes are landing bud <laughs> judy's man what's his name ian or oh judy's um, fiance was so mean that's in that moment like 
Yeah, I understand, but it's actually really important that we get the proper representation on screen. Yes. Preach, because it's so true, but such a funny Hollywood point to throw in there. <laughs> I love that they managed to sneak that in with the family that you would never expect to hear that from, but I love that he, and of course he would be, because he's the fish out of water in that family, so he would be the one to be like, no, it's representation matters, while everyone else is like, I, what was Amber? Amber. I think, yeah, I think a, a, Maybe a boy should school. fall off the roof. Yeah, but I think the boy should be doing the stunts while the women just act or something <laughs> so classic amber it's a, that a, a, that women should pretend to be women oh, yeah. to pretend that they're falling oh, off yeah. of a roof <laughs> oh amber <laughs> so so many different takes on this you which have swallowed your misogyny <laughs> right up she, she just doesn't even know it's there anymore no. it's just become such a part of her <laughs> um and then eli of course goes in on everyone and is like well you're stuck with me your mom's gone billy's gone deal with me now and that kind of everything comes to the surface from from their conversations earlier with Mm -hmm. billy and so i think that they're I'm, i'm really enjoying that they kind of brought this up the way that they did and i think they're setting up a lot of fun stuff for the rest of the season to see if like stronger lines are going to be drawn in the sand between them yeah Completely. I, I I don't know where it's gonna go, but it's really a stress that I love. <laughs> um so let's go back to baby Billy after the dinner, after they all oh and actually I realized um that moment when they were all outside by the yeah. pool was a nice little kind of like wrap up moment after the dinner. Um which oh and also I'm just gonna keep backtracking guys. Huh, Please. Funny. Um when the Continue. youngest son when the younger son, the middle one um, just goes apeshit on his dad. Oh yeah! How did I forget that? <laughs> Can't forget that moment. Um, He's a he has <laughs> had it. Oh my gosh! If I, I ever spoke to my parents like that, I would have. Uh, they don't believe in hitting, but I would have been hit. <laughs> we, we'd probably both. I think both of our parents, but we'd still be locked in a room somewhere. Oh my gosh! That was crazy, and everyone's just like, hmm. Seems on brand. Nothing. On brand for our Christian values. Wow. He and Jesse's blaming Gideon, but obviously it's you, bro. You're the only one who has yet to look at yourself and be the be the adult in the room. Exactly. It was that because of one of my son's actions, my other son's a total asshole. It's like, sorry, daddy. Stop calling your dad daddy. Yes, please, 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 please. please well, that is talk. reserved for sex only. It's 2019. <laughs> This family does not know that it's 2019, though. Let's be fair. God, they they are far off from the, from the correct year that they're living in. <laughs> um, but yeah, they had that nice wrap up moment where it was the kids and and Eli out there talking, and then we see Billy go back into his Sears Church. I think that's what we have to call it from now on. Sears Church only. Sears Church only. Um, when the people bust in to start vandalizing everything. Were you immediately like, oh, for sure, this is like the band of pastors? I, I thought it was multiple pastors coming in. Yeah. Not, I, I didn't necessarily know if it was Seasons' whole crew, but that makes sense, too. But I instantly thought, of course it had to be, because the last line Seasons was saying to Eli was um, basically warning him that you won't be welcomed here. Yeah, and we did have that one line after Eli walked away where Seasons kind of looks at one of his dudes and gives a little, gives a little, kill him. <laughs> With your scarecrow sandbag hats. Nice. Yeah, those must have been real itchy. Yeah. But it, what must have been really fun, A, to film and B, to be the person just wrecking shit. 
Oh, and yeah. It's like, that was a really cool scene, Kidding? but I can't believe Uncle Baby Billy and his baby wife were... <laughs> were in, in the church at the same time. Yeah, Auntie Tiffany, uh, baby Auntie Tiffany and baby Uncle Billy, uh, really some bad timing. Bad, bad timing. Um, so they get seen, and then, of course, Eli not going to call the cops not going to do anything by the book he's going to go in there shooting his gun and making a statement to johnny seasons um i think my favorite thing i've ever seen walton goggins do is poke a bunch of naked men with a baby doll hand oh my <laughs> gosh that was such a Kristen wig moment from snl when the josh or john welkin show she has the baby hands <laughs> that was so funny there you Show me a scene where a baby hand is there and it's not hilarious and I will jump off a cliff because it's just not going to happen. So good. Uh, so Eli sends this message, makes them strip down and go back to Johnny season. So, I mean, it's like it's really starting to escalate quite mm-hmm. a bit. And because they set such a great precedent from the beginning that they're not scared to get dark. I'm kind of also, like, on the edge of my seat for a lot of this show, which you don't usually get out of a comedy. This isn't Game of Thrones. No. Like, this isn't... But I'm on the edge of my seat. When that shit was going down, I was like, oh. I almost thought I was like, someone's gonna die. Someone's yeah. gonna die here. I thought Eli, the first shot, hit someone. Yeah. And I thought he just didn't care. He was just, if you're in my way, you're getting shot. But it's interesting that they don't call the cops. It's also interesting going back to the church where Seasons doesn't get anyone involved when he throws a potato, and he could have. And it's, I don't think Seasons is as guilty at all by any means to the greed that Eli and the Gemstones have, but I do think that all of them have hypocritical beliefs and it's why would we involve the cops when we have respect in the community somehow. That's really true. Like, all the different forms of toxic masculinity, also all the different forms of hypocrisy in this too, which one of the best moments was Jesse sipping his little espresso complaining about Gideon and the Hollywood elite and Hollywood douchebags and then takes one last sip and tosses his mug behind him as he walks away <laughs> can you believe how spoiled are you bro oh. and that's what those are the moments that make this show because i know there's always been a lot of talk and we've talked about it here danny mcbride has made it very clear this isn't a hit on mega churches it's a hit on hypocrisy mm-hmm. and mega churches happen to be a very good vehicle to use when doing that what a bar amy thank you a vehicle for hypocrisy <laughs> Indeed, you my know, queen. Indeed. I spit bars sometimes on a Tuesday <laughs> no, night. That is so true. And I love how, I mean, I hate how Danny McBride had to convince you guys that he wasn't just hating on religion. But <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's quite obvious that it's a play on on the hypocrisy that happens in life and religion. Every major thing in the world that exists has hypocrisy within it especially religion like don't even at me on that i mean look at every war that has been started (laughs) literally since the the beginning of time has to do with some sort of religion seeping into some sort of man who decides let's just rain fire yeah well let's let's give judy all the power everything will be better right right yeah Yes. Oh, man. Um, really good episode. Excited to see where it goes from all the stepping stones that they laid. But I think it might be time to jump into our special segment. Oh, yes. Um, so 
for those of you who have been watching, we get to do um, this this fun segment where we pretty much just do a righteous rhyme that may not always rhyme. So this is something we break down every week. I got to spit some bars, so now my girl Steph is going to get to spit some bars, talking all about some of our favorite televangelists. <coughs> Thank you for that beautiful introduction. Whew. Let us pray. Born again at age nine, this Christian author and speaker is the president of her own ministry in St. Louis. Praise be! You might just catch her traveling to public speaking engagements on her private jet. Her $10 million private jet. Mm-mm. Or you might just find her lounging in one of her several million dollar homes. Mm-mm. Or you might just see her cruising down the land of the Lord in her $100,000 Mercedes 80s 80s. Lord, no. Yes. Wow. Yes, I'm talking about Joyce Meyer. Joyce, damn it, Joyce. <clears throat> there was a time in which her and her husband's assets were reportedly all paid for by her ministry. Now, criticized by some for living an excessive lifestyle, she responded that she doesn't have to defend her, spe- her spending habits because, quote, there's no need for us to apologize for being blessed. Mm-mm. You can be a businessman here in St. Louis and people think the more you have, the more wonderful life is. Oh, but no. if you're a preacher, then all of a sudden it becomes a problem. Well, I ask you, sweet preacher Meyer, mm-hmm. when did the house of the Lord become a house of profit? Preach! Praise the Lord! Amen. Miss Stephanie, (laughs) preach. (laughs) Preach to the loud. I'd be lying if I wasn't sweating Satan's bullets. We're just sweating Satan out right now. (laughs) And we will keep these wigs on for the remainder of this sermon. You better believe it, because we're going to sweat out Satan as we continue this show. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Okay. Wow, Steph. Going in hard. I love it. Yeah, yep, yep. I love mm-hmm. it. Let's switch over to some news and gossip. Woo! News and gossip. <laughs> all right, guys, we've been talking a lot about how much we love all the different aspects of this show. My whole hair is just shaking everywhere with every move I make, and I love it. I hope you do as well. Anyone listening right now and not watching, you're missing out. Yeah. Head on over to YouTube. <laughs> yeah, make sure you switch over to YouTube for this one. Um, but this was a really cool article that I found on GQ that talks about the costume designer, because we always talk about how great everyone is from Danny McBride's, like, the, like, two tight button-ups and his like cowboy boots and all the jewelry to Calvin being like the like hipster the minister ultimate youth minister oh my gosh his the his outfit in this one was next level those pants and the shit like next level so shout out to this article um, at, at GQ it's how the righteous gemstones nailed the televangelist look so uh, just a quick bit from it costume designer Sarah Trost shout out to Sarah Trost because she is crushing it um, who previously yeah. worked with McBride on vice principals achieved that through a variety of suit cuts a beanie or two and an arc load of cross jewelry. Though she was previously unfamiliar with this 
world. Tross studied photos and footage of famous pastors throughout the decades so that she could nail the looks for the more traditional patriarch, along with his children, Jesse, Calvin, and Judy. Wow. And man, she is crushing it because everyone is just so perfect in it. I mean, Calvin, I think, has to be my biggest shout out for it. But... Agreed. I, uh, she's such a queen. She's absolutely nailing it because you, I literally lose myself watching the characters and I don't question that they're indeed a part of a mega church. Exactly. A hundred percent. hundred percent. All right. Let's wrap it up real quick with some predictions. And now you're after Buzz TV. What do I think? I, I am predicting that I'm going to rip this wig off the second we're done. Yeah, yeah. Itchy. I'm feeling itchy, and I feel like whatever higher <laughs> lord there is is not happy, but... Um, I think Amber... <laughs> oh, yes. he, is. he is! Thank you! He's here! We sometimes, had a sign. Sometimes blessings manifest as pain. <laughs> I should have known that from verse oh, 42. You, go. you should you should be just go be a, a youth minister now. <laughs> okay, I think that... We may get more information on Gideon's past with his father, and I see things heating up. We ended the episode, I believe, with, I don't know if it was the preview or the ending of the episode, with Amber talking about her girlfriends finding emails from their hobbies. Oh, yeah, and the next one, yeah. That talked about hookers and cocaine and hotel rooms, so <laughs> they're definitely onto something. She's not onto something, but the other wives are. So that must lead into something dramatic, which I want. Yeah, I kind of think that Amber's going to have a standout moment soon. I don't, I don't think it's going to be in the next one necessarily because, again, like, she's not really on to anything. I think she's too just, like, blinded by everything to really catch on to it right now. But I think when she does, they've built a lot of strong character stuff with Amber so far. And I think at some point in the next few episodes, we're going to get, like, a standout moment from her. Whether it's taking a stand or something. I mean, she's so passionate and, like, she loves Gideon so much. I think it's going to be something within that. And we're going to get a good moment from Great her. Great prediction. Really quickly, guys, I just want to thank you for watching our after show and making us the ESPN of TV talk here at AfterBuzz. One way you can help us is to like this video, leave us a comment, and if you're feeling extra spicy, our absolute favorite, or for this show, Extra Holy, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes and um, five stars, five stars only, okay? But thank you guys so much. We look forward to talking with you guys on this after show and even after the after show ends. This is true, 100%. Definitely keep keep coming with the comments we love talking about this show obviously we would go for three hours if they would yeah, like so uh, definitely keep hitting us up and thank you so much for tuning in each week um but until next week which will be back on sunday again where can we find you steph oh thanks for asking you guys can find me on instagram and twitter at steph sabra you guys can find me on twitter and instagram at amy maestri we'll see you guys on sunday the Praise lord's day me. Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network.